Welcome to Healing Treasures of Wisdom with Daniel Solomon. Nutritional balancing is a concept where your mind, body, and spirit are balanced. These can affect your lifestyle, habits, thought patterns, and behaviors. Through hair tissue mineral analysis and the science of nutritional balance, you'll learn about the biochemistry of the body and what it can do for you. Now, here is your host, Daniel Solomon. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the four corners of the earth. I am Daniel Solomon, and this is Healing Treasures of Wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom with all thy getting. Get understanding. This show is dedicated to the healing and the restoration of mankind, especially for those who are called and chosen to enter into the coming age of peace and prosperity. There will be a specific and dedicated focus on childhood disease prevention and correction, along with overall health and wellness of our spirits, souls, and bodies. For it is our children and our lineage who will inherit the kingdom of earth upon our departure. Therefore, it behooves us as adults to invest in healing ourselves and our children, that we may reap great reward at the appointed time. Again, I'm Daniel Daniel Solomon, and my website is humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. You can contact me through the webpage. Uh, My book is of the same title, Human Development Today and Beyond. Um, You can also contact me uh, on Facebook, Daniel Solomon. Um, On my webpage, there's many, many articles, um, lots of articles from um, Dr. Wilson, Dr. Larry Wilson, who we've um, interviewed on this show before. And um, also other articles on sickle cell anemia and uh, specific ailments that we face today, that, that many of us face today. Um, I personally am a former military officer, school teacher, and construction worker. Um, I'm now a nutritional balancing practitioner, and we utilize something called a hair mineral analysis. Hair mineral analysis is very, very important. And our guest today is also a head practitioner of lifestyle integration in Australia. Uh, He's going to talk much about that today. Also, he's going to be speaking about infrared saunas, infrared saunas and their importance in health and detoxification of the body. So, Dr. Todd Lizon, as I said before, he is the head practitioner of lifestyle integration. This is in Australia. Uh, he's the CEO of that uh, organization. He's also been practicing chiropractic for many, many years, since 1999. Um, he also holds a degree in physical and health education from the University of Toronto and a doctorate of chiropractic uh, from Canadian Memorial Chiropractic College. So he has many, many, many years of experience. And he has also many, many years of experience in diet, nutrition, um, following uh, hair analysis principles and nutritional balancing principles. So we're going to speak a little bit today about things that we can do to help ourselves, um, to prepare ourselves to have better and more uh, healthy children in the future, and um, just tips that we can use to help detoxify ourselves and increase our strength and wellness. So without further ado, my guest is Dr. Dr. Todd Lizon. How are you doing today, Dr. Todd? 
Very well, thank you, Daniel. Very well, thank you. Okay, awesome. So, um, we know that you, you started chiropractic in 1999, but how long have you been in the, um, I guess you can say the alternative health and wellness arena, uh, and what other services do you offer um, there at Lifestyle Integration in Australia? Yeah, as, as you said, I've been a chiropractor since 1999, and that really set the groundwork for the, the work that I've been doing. As, as, as a chiropractor, I was having people come to me and always asking, you know, I've got this problem with blood pressure, what can I do? Or I've got this problem with blood sugars, what can I do? And I, I was always struggling to sort of say, well, you know, you could go here or there, but I was never confident that they were going to get the full holistic approach to their overall well-being. And quite by accident, about seven years ago is when I got into nutritional balancing. And I, I didn't find it of my own. It actually found me because I had one of my patients come into my clinic and present me with a DVD that had all kinds of Dr. Wilson recordings and, and textbooks. And he simply said, hey, read this. I think you'll like this. He was, he was going on about copper overload. So I got involved in that about seven years ago. Um, and I've been not really looking back since. It's become the primary focus of what I do, and chiropractic has become the secondary practice. Wow, okay. That's amazing. So about seven years. And it's been about, uh, for myself, it's been about five years. So um, I read when I was looking over at your website that you, um, earlier on, uh, you had somewhat of a health scare um, during your, um, your, your practice. What uh, <clears throat> what were some of the um, yeah. issues that were revealed on your hair analysis, and how have you improved since? What are the what are the uh, improvements that you can actually see tangibly? Yeah, um, when I was thirty three, really quite young, the the health scare that you're referring to was a, a mild heart attack, and that really rattled you to your foundation. You know, when you're in a hospital bed and you've got a wife and three little little kids at home and you've just sort of you know, been diagnosed with a heart attack, that certainly changes a few things. So, yeah, um, as a result of that, we made a lot of changes. That was before the hair tissue mineral analysis. I wasn't actually doing the hair tissue mineral analysis at that time, but I can say that that heart attack obviously led me on a path of discovery to this point. And one of the main benefits that I've had over the years being involved in nutritional balancing has obviously been my own health. And that's something now that is just absolutely brilliant. I've, I've had a big focus on cardiovascular health. That is a part of what led me to the use of near-infrared saunas because when you look into the research into the saunas, there's massive benefits when it comes to cardiovascular health that are just not known to the general population at this point. Hopefully that answers your question. Um, does, does that answer the question, Daniel? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, when we're talking about nutritional balancing science, it's, it's, it's a lot different than a lot of people when we think about detoxification and removing heavy metals from the body. Uh, the allopathic way to go would be chelation. And we've done a lot of that. And even in nat uh, naturopathy and uh, different alternative uh, medicines, um, I've looked at some of your videos and you get very detailed into the science. How was how nutritional balancing and maybe even using the infrared sauna, how is that different when it comes to removing toxic metals from the system as is chelation? Is chelation more of a surface level removal of toxins or just explain that for us yeah what 
the, the difference always comes down to the paradigm in how we view our health and ourselves. And when it comes to the paradigm of health and well-being, we can look at it from the, the paradigm of symptom treatment or a much deeper holistic approach. And medicine certainly looks at it from a symptom perspective. So they look at chelation being the, um, the removal of toxic metals from the body. They use drugs to do that. And that really only scratches the surface of what's going on. So, for example, if we were to look at um, copper overload in the body, copper is going to be deposited into many, many of the organs in the body. And those organs are going to be very, well, the copper will be very deeply embedded in those organs, like the brain, for example. When you chelate something, you inject a drug, it goes through the bloodstream, it only reaches a very superficial level and removes things at that very superficial level. It doesn't get deep enough. So nutritional balancing is much more holistic in its approach. It's much more about dealing with things in a more natural, holistic way and not forcing the body to do something that it might not be ready for and then, unfortunately, having to deal with the side effects of forcing it. And the sauna supports that. The sauna is a very, very gentle way of detoxifying the body because what it primarily does is put your body into a parasympathetic health state. And for your audience that's not familiar with parasympathetic, what that is, is the opposite of the fight-or-flight scenario. So over here in Australia, where I live, we've got a lot of problems with saltwater crocodiles, and I use that as the example. And if a saltwater crocodile jumps out at you, it puts you into that fight-or-flight state. And your body's not interested in detoxification at that point. It's interested in, in survival. So what the sauna does is it forces your body to relax. And when you do that consistently over time, your body can say, okay, we've got some energy now, we're relaxed, and it will get rid of the toxic metals when it's ready in a much more holistic way versus forcing that chelation. And and that point can't be emphasized enough, Daniel. It, It absolutely has to be done holistically so that you fully detoxify the body. Absolutely. And that that makes me think about myself. I mean, it's taken me, I've detoxified a lot of metals, a lot of toxic manganese, a lot of aluminum. But I'm just now, after five years, really starting to release lead, a lot of lead. And for allopathic or another type of um, discipline to try to go in and remove that lead, you know, five years ago when my body wasn't ready for it, and that could have caused me to get really sick, could it not? Absolutely. I've got case study after case study that, that show exactly what you just described, where perhaps you think you've got a problem with aluminium because you were exposed to aluminium you know, quite extensively in your younger years, so you're expecting that to come out, which it will usually do. But all too often, you have all these other toxicities. And we've only mentioned toxic metals, but we've got to keep in mind pesticides, plastics, petroleum products, you know, all of these things are toxins and they can all be eliminated through the bowel and the sweat and the sauna. So we really don't have a good inventory of of what toxins we may or may not be exposed to. And as we'll get to, I'm sure, through this, this interview, placenta transfer from a mother to a child is a big issue and we're often born with toxicity that we just don't even have a clue about. Right, absolutely. 
that's definitely true. Now, you mentioned um, about the parasympathetic nervous system and as opposed to the fight or flight side of your nervous system. And what I'm basically hearing you say is when we are transferring into our parasympathetic nervous system, it's that is the phase or the stage in where we can heal because our body is um, – is it more relaxed or how, what does it mean when we are moving into our parasympathetic uh, side of our nervous system? Yeah. If, if you look at a, a, a balanced person, and Dr. Wilson talks about yin and yang, you've got to have that give and take. You've got to have that balance. So when you move in one direction, you have to have that capacity to move in the other direction. And your nervous system is divided into that balanced system where you've got your sympathetics, your fight or flight, and your parasympathetic, which is the healing and the repairing. So it's the nervous system that we're talking about through here. And it, it has its mechanisms that obviously when the crocodile jumps out at you, it needs to increase your heart rate. It needs to gear you up with extra blood sugars. Um, your cholesterol, of all things, will go up because you need the cholesterol to build those stress hormones. So that's that sympathetic system. And then you need to put a brake on that. So if you use a car analogy, you've got your gas pedal and your brake. You have to have the brake. And in the nervous system, the primary brake is what's called the vagus nerve. It comes from the brain. It's one of the cranial nerves, and it supplies the various organ systems of the body. And it puts the brake on that stress response. And if you then stop and look at how healing and health comes about, we're not designed to be in that fight-or-flight state all the time. We need the parasympathetic state to balance it. Digestion healing, particularly reproduction, are all functioning at the best when we're in the parasympathetic state, the balanced parasympathetic state. And the problem is that the vast, vast majority of us are not in that balanced state. We're, we're, we're leading that proverbial, proverbial hamster on the wheel lifestyle where we're just going, 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 and we think busier is better or more is more, or more is, you know, time is money, and we forget we're meant to be relaxed, that we don't have to be in this go, go, go state all the time. So that parasympathetic state is the balancing aspect to the fight or flight response. And most of us are just out of, out of balance with that. And that's what nutritional balancing is ultimately doing is restoring that balance so that your body can heal. Absolutely. So when we think about it, most people, um, especially in the developed nations where it's go and go and go, like you said, are stuck in that fight or flight. I mean, we're, we're stuck in the wrong gear at all times, and we don't have the ability to downshift and get, you know, slow down to where we can heal. What are some of the, um, just the lifestyle symptoms that you see uh, from people who are just stuck in a fight or flight mode? So by lifestyle patterns what what are you referring to well, sorry are you you're I was thinking about like my for myself I, I I had issues with insomnia for for years ah. um you know I had issues with anxiety for years yes um yeah. you know those some of the symptoms that come up to my mind when I think about you being in fight or flight all time all the time yeah that that's one of them anxiety depression is is a very very common one the the single most common symptom of what I'll call sympathetic dominance, this go, go, go all the time, is actually fatigue. 
And if we were to stop and do an informal survey of the next 10 people that we came across, and if they were to answer honestly, I believe the vast, vast majority would say that they're tired. They're, they're absolutely exhausted. They're just running off of stimulants and mental energy. So fatigue is a really, really big symptom that we see. The other symptoms, though, are not the ones that you might necessarily think of because the stress response that we're referring to here is actually the primary cause of most chronic degenerative problems. So if we were to go back to the example I gave you of the crocodile jumping out, if you look up the physiology behind that stress response, very, very quickly, you'll, you'll see that your blood pressure will go up because you need to deal with the, the stress of that crocodile. You'll see that your blood sugar levels will go up. You'll see that your cholesterol levels will go up. You'll see that your immune system will drop. And if you take those things that I just said and you extrapolate them out in time, in other words, if that crocodile, these lifestyle patterns that you're talking about, persist day after day, so imagine this, this crocodile nipping at your heels day after day after day, year after year, and those stress hormones are always there. Eventually, your blood pressure is going to creep up and stay up. Eventually, okay. your blood sugars are going to creep up and stay up, and you're going to run into these degenerative problems, and that's the thing we're seeing. It's heart disease, diabetes, cancers, immune system problems. That's the result of these imbalances in the lifestyle. Okay, awesome. Okay, wow. Let's, uh, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll speak a little bit more about how these toxins and things are passed on to our children, and we'll talk a little bit more about the saunas. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation was developed to support those that have this genetic disease. Named for Daniel Berry, a child who, after nutritional balancing, including a special diet, supplements, and a hair mineral test, has been free of sickle cell attacks and body stress that previously had triggered these attacks. We can't do this alone and need your support, donations, and positive messages. Visit the Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com and click Sickle Cell Foundation. That's human development today and beyond.com and click Sickle Cell Foundation. Visit human development today and beyond.com for information about Daniel Solomon's book, which is available both at the site and at lulu.com. Daniel also offers services such as hair tissue mineral analysis. You can find information on starting your own nutritional balancing program. And Daniel also offers numerology readings for you and your family including children. The website is the same as the title of Daniel's book, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Again, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness.
You are listening to Healing Treasures of Wisdom with Daniel Solomon. We'd love to hear from you on today's program. Please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly through Daniel's website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Now back to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. All right, and we're back to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. I'm your host, Daniel Solomon, author of Human Development Today and Beyond. You can go to my website, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Um, you can pick up my book uh, and talk a lot about the things that we're discussing here today, uh, nutritional balancing. I talk about um, proper child rearing, uh, raising children to be ha- healthy, happy, and strong. Um, and also, um, we are just now launching our sickle cell uh, project. Um, it's the Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Project. Uh, we will be raising money for um, parents to be able to get hair analysis for their sickle cell children and be able to, um, you know, have some money geared towards their supplements and just education on how to feed them and how to properly um, work through the condition of sickle cell. And I give the testimony of my son, who was uh, born with sickle cell uh, condition or disease, as people call it. Um, he's been on the nutritional balancing program for about three years or so, and he hasn't had any symptoms of sickle cell. He hasn't had any crisis. So we are uh, launching the Daniel Berry uh, Sickle Cell Project to help others, other parents with uh, children with sickle cell. Because the younger you start them off, the easier they heal and the better response that you'll get from the program. So um, be looking for that. We'll be posting that up on a website, hopefully here within the next week or so, where you can um, donate and contribute. Okay, so we're going to jump right back into the conversation um, with uh, Dr. Todd Todd Lizon um, with Lifestyle Integration out in Australia. Uh, They do nutritional balancing. Uh, he's also an expert in saunas, infrared saunas in particular. Um, first, we're going to go into a little bit of how we were talking about heavy metals and toxicity and how nutritional balancing helps. Um, in the first segment, we're going to talk a little bit about pregnancy, uh, about uh, parents, and how we do not realize that the toxins that we carry in our body and especially the mothers during pregnancy, how that passes on to our children. Now, I remember Dr. Lizon, when I was, um, my first child was still in the womb. There was a doctor, I guess it was a pediatrician, I'm not sure. But uh, she told us that the child, no matter what, the child's going to get its nutrients. It's going to be okay because it's going to take the all of the healthy stuff from the mother It the child's going to take and um, so the mother just has to worry about herself. She doesn't really have to worry about the child. That's really what she told us. Is that, is that, is that true, Dr. Lizon? Look, there's a difference between having a child that's surviving versus having a child that's thriving. And, and I think therein lies the line. So you may get a child born that's, that's surviving, you know, absolutely. But thriving is a different issue altogether. And when we look at the infants that are born today, and you do the blood tests and you look for this, Virtually every single infant in developed countries are born with quite a number of different chemicals and toxins within their bloodstream. And the only explanation for a newborn having these chemicals 
is placenta transfer from mother to child. So in that situation, even if a child has, say, adequate nutrition, they're still starting off with the deck stacked against them, and that is a fundamental problem. Okay, so let's let's explain a little bit for those. And most people have heard about the placenta and, and everything. So, but give just break down some of the just the basics of the function of the placenta and you know what it is in a woman during pregnancy and how important it is um, for the development of the child. Sure. The the placenta is the interaction between the the, the child and the and the and the mother. So everything is passing through that. It's meant to be a filter and a bit of a nourishment. So the placenta has a lot of functions that someone who's more pediatric-orientated could certainly explain than me. The, the problem is that for many, many years, we thought that these things, these chemicals, toxins, toxic metals, plastics, all these different things, we thought that they couldn't pass across the placenta. Just like we thought that a lot of chemicals and things couldn't cross the blood-brain barrier turns out we were very, very wrong. So that is where the issue actually lies when it comes to toxicity, is that a lot of these things in very small amounts can pass across the placenta and create problems in the child so that when they're born, yes, they may have adequate nutrition by how you measure blood, which is looking for just a a certain range, but that doesn't mean that they're in an ideal range, right? So when we look at nutritional balancing, you know, we see that all the time. You can have an, a, a range, but there's also an ideal. And we need to make sure that we're really, really getting right up to those ideals where possible. Absolutely. And that's a very, very key to what you said. People don't realize that these toxins pass through the placenta and the blood-brain barrier, as you said. Um, this, is, this is something that is uh, developing science. Um, you know, we have known it here with nutritional balancing for um, in years, even decades, uh, but that is it's starting to catch along on on the mainstream. So now, when we talk about the infrared sauna, kind of break that down for us. Um, I was reading about um, how the infrared sauna, I guess, activates something called heat shock proteins and how that detoxifies. Just kind of explain how it how it actually works, and and, and what is an infrared sauna. Yeah, that's a great question because there's a lot of confusion out there on the differences between saunas. So I I think the first thing I can do is explain the differences. So a traditional sauna is where you throw the water on the rocks and you get the steam and it heats the air and the heating of the air then heats the person. An infrared sauna uses usually ceramic-based heaters that are in the walls of the sauna and that doesn't so much heat the air, it heats the person. That's the one that you see in health clubs most of the time, beauty spas, and so on. There's a third type, which is the type that we're primarily going to speak about, which is a near-infrared sauna or a lamp sauna. And that uses all the benefits of the far-infrared, the infrared sauna, but it adds on the benefit of red and near-infrared light. And that is the fundamental difference between the three saunas. So if you're going to get a sauna, it would make the most sense to get one that gives you the most benefit. And that's where the near-infrared sauna comes into play. So then to go back to your question, Daniel, about things like heat shock protein, which is only one of dozens of benefits of the saunas, um, both the infrared and the near-infrared sauna, as well as the traditional sauna, will produce these heat shock proteins 
which is a way to help increase protein production to help you deal with stress and heal with um, basically increase your healing when it comes to chronic degenerative problems. Okay. So if I'm understanding you, you have, um, you have a far infrared and you have a near infrared and the near infrared is better because of the, the actual light that it produces in addition to the heat. That's correct. That's the fundamental difference. There's a couple of other little differences like electromagnetic frequencies, which for a lot of people are a big issue. And the far-infrared saunas will often have too much EMF production, whereas the near-infrared, because of the way that they're wired and the way the sauna works, um, have little to no EMFs when you're over 30 centimeters away from the lights. Okay, okay. So um, a near-infrared sauna is going to, as you've uh, explained before, it's going to put you in a parasympathetic state of nervous system. Now, when you're Correct. in this sauna, how long, um, how long does, it, does the effect last? Let's say, for, for instance, I go into a near-infrared sauna for you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes or so. Um, what is the lasting effect after I finish that sauna session? You know, does it last, you know, for another hour or what's the lasting effect on it? I don't think they've done any uh, official studies to see on how long it lasts because it's a tricky question because you can break that down into physical benefits and emotional benefits. And we haven't spoken yet about the um, emotional benefits, but physically, I think people find that the benefits will last for hours. So I know that when I do my sauna in the morning, I find that for hours, literally three hours or sometimes even more, I'm in a much calmer, more purposeful state than if I don't do the sauna in the morning. So the body feels more relaxed. But emotionally, you see, when you're in the sauna, your, your body is relaxing, going to that parasympathetic state. It's a form of priming yourself for your day. Or if you use it in the evening, priming yourself for a good night's sleep of rest and recuperation. So the emotional benefits, um, and by say emotional benefits, I also mean that when I do my sauna, I know what that's fixing. I know how that's benefiting my body. So emotionally and mentally, I'm in a great frame of mind because I know I've done something good for myself. So there's the physical and the emotional benefits. And, and I have to say, they last for hours, if not for the entire day, but I'd have a hard time you know, measuring and accurately sort of saying how it benefits you for the entire day. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know that that's that's very similar to my experience because if I do a sauna, an infrared sauna in, in the morning, I feel great the entire day. You know, and I'm and I'm at work and you know doing things. I, I yeah, I just you feel I feel stronger. I feel a little more. Um, I have more yep. uh, more energy, but to a point where it's not it's not run around energy where I'm just you know stuck on the go. I'm just flowing in a more balanced way, and that's, I guess, one of the purposes of it. Um, and you mentioned the well, it emotional. Is. Uh-huh. It, it absolutely is. With the energy part, this is the, this is the fundamental difference in the addition of the near-infrared light and the red light. And this is the bit that people don't understand because it can sound odd at first when you're, when you're talking about all these different health benefits that you get from light. But the way the body works, and this is the fascinating bit, is that in our mitochondria that produce energy, so you mentioned the energy throughout the day that's not nervous energy, but it's like real energy, 
every yes. mitochondria that you have, which is producing that energy, has a light receptor in it called a chromophore. And that chromophore is at the very last step of energy production. So when you shine the red or the near-infrared light, and that penetrates into your body, into your mitochondria, and it's absorbed by that chromophore at the last step of energy production, it is what the body needs to increase your ATP, which is your energy. And it's what your body needs to increase other things like releasing nitric oxide, which dilates and makes your blood vessels bigger so you can get more blood, more oxygen, more nutrients to your body. So the light therapy, in addition to the heat therapy, is really making a massive difference when it comes to energy. And that ATP production or energy production is the biggest reason why these near-infrared saunas can help heal so many different conditions because the ATP, the energy, is the common denominator. Wow. Okay. So that's that's new to me. So the chromophore... That's yep. a big difference between so because if, if I go you know I go to the gym and I get into the regular sauna, the my mitochondria chromophore is not being stimulated because it's not it doesn't have light shining, so the the that's light correct. is the difference that stimulates your mitochondria, your chromophores in your mitochondria. If I'm understanding you correctly, that that is exactly it. It's that that absorption of light by the chromophore that then increases the production of ATP. Wow, okay. So, so now, so with, the... Yep. Mm-hmm, go ahead. I was going to say, with that is why you're seeing so many benefits to the new infrared light therapy and the, and the saunas, because you're getting really weird things like Alzheimer's, um, thyroid function. You're, you're getting everything from cardiovascular to anti-aging and infections. All of these things have that common denominator of increasing energy so that your body can heal. Okay. So when we think about um, infrared, um, it brings to mind the sun. So what's the difference? Um, why can't a person go out and, and you know sunbathe and get the same effect? Because isn't there infrared light and sunlight? There is. And it's important to point out that infrared light is totally different to ultraviolet light. They are two completely different things, and there's no ultraviolet light in any of these saunas. So I'll just point that out right off the bat. The difference when you go out into the sun is that you're getting the full electromagnetic spectrum of light, including the ultraviolet. And the ultraviolet can and is damaging when used in, in excess. So you can go out into sunlight and get some of the benefits, but you can't just go out any time of the day for any length of time and expect to get the same benefits. What you need to do is go out into sunlight in the early morning hours and in the evening hours when the shadows are long. That's when you're more exposed to near-infrared without the damaging ultraviolet. And I'll say very quickly that there was a study done that they took skin and they exposed it to near-infrared light and part of the skin that they didn't expose. And when you exposed it to near-infrared, it had a protective factor like an SPF 15 sunscreen against the UV damage later in the day. So my point, Daniel, is that nature has a way of protecting us against damage when you do what nature intended, which is go out in the sunshine in the morning hours, not jumping out to the beach at 2 p.m. Right, because you see a lot of people who um, 
go out and sunbathe and different things. And, you know, you always, they usually have skin problems. You know, they have um, cracky yep. skin and things of that nature, but yet you know, they continue to do it because it does give them, um, you know, a somewhat of uh, a phase of energy. It gives them energy they can feel, but uh, at the same time, yep. it's damaging their skin, which I'm sure is damaging under their skin as well, their organs. It, it does. The ultraviolet damage can create a lot of damage, whereas the near-infrared light has a lot of healing capacity. So it's a matter of, just like everything in life, getting the balance right. And Absolutely. we just don't get the balance right because we're so busy and we lead into our lives that we don't right, get outside right. in the early morning hours to get this protective function. Absolutely. Okay, well, wow, this is, this is excellent, excellent information. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, saunas and how they are used to help things such as Alzheimer's and other ailments. Um, we have Dr. Todd Lizon with Lifestyle Integration um, in Australia. Is your, your website is lifestyleintegration.com. Dot, dot com. Dot, dot AU. Okay, dot AU for Australia. Okay, we'll be yeah. right back here in a minute. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation was developed to support those that have this genetic disease. Named for Daniel Berry, a child who, after nutritional balancing, including a special diet, supplements, and a hair mineral test, has been free of sickle cell attacks and body stress that previously had triggered these attacks. We can't do this alone and need your support, donations, and positive messages. Visit the Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com and click Sickle Cell Foundation. That's human development today and beyond.com and click Sickle Cell Foundation. Visit human development today and beyond.com for information about Daniel Solomon's book, which is available both at the site and at lulu.com. Daniel also offers services such as hair tissue mineral analysis. You can find information on starting your own nutritional balancing program. And Daniel also offers numerology readings for you and your family including children. The website is the same as the title of Daniel's book, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Again, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healing Treasures of Wisdom with Daniel Solomon. We'd love to hear from you on today's program. Please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly through Daniel's website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Now back to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. All right, and we're back. Healing Treasures of Wisdom. I'm Daniel Solomon, your host. 
And we are with Dr. Dr. Todd Lizon of lifestyleintegration.com.au. Um, he's, he's out of Australia. Uh, we're talking today about nutritional balancing and near-infrared sauna therapy and how important and how healthy it is for you to use this healing modality. It's very, very, very important. And it's very, very um, affordable, very cheap, even if you don't have a health spa around you that um, offers infrared uh, heat light. You can make one or you can buy a lamp yourself um, at any hardware store. Um, and you can build one yourself, a single room sauna for, you know, little to nothing. Just some wood and some um, about three lamps and uh, you can make your own. So we'll uh, jump back into the conversation. We're gonna we're still talking about the infrared, the near infrared, and how important it is. Um, Dr. Lizon, what is some of the? Let's talk about some of your clients that you've had over the years. What are some of the most, um, I guess, you know, miraculous uh, instances that you've seen when you've combined nutritional balancing with your infrared sauna therapy? Yeah, some of, some of the more interesting uh, scenarios and case studies have revolved around the fatigue and the anxiety that we spoke about earlier. And all too often, I'm, I'm, I imagine you may have spoken about this or you'll speak about this at some point in time, we know a lot of people have a, an excess of copper in their body, and it's a great, great example to use. And I had one patient, he was in his late 40s, anxiety, fatigue, and we did his first hair mineral analysis, and his copper level came back at essentially normal level, a little bit below the ideal level. So we didn't really think too much of it, but as, as you know, hidden copper in the brain can be a big problem. So we worked on this particular guy with a nutritional balancing program, and he was very, very um, rigid with his sauna structure. He was using it most days twice a day. And on his retest about three, four months later, his copper had gone from, I believe it was 2.3, and a shot all the way up to 28. So what that means is that he was dumping this copper out of his system, which is a good thing. His body was ready to do it. And it also means that the copper was present before, but you just didn't see it because it was in his brain causing the anxiety. And this case study was really interesting because it went on and on and on. And he stuck to it rigidly because he could see the results. On his third test, it was still at 28. On his fourth test, it was around 19. And on his fifth test, it jumped down to about 11 before it finally started to normalize. And another point I would make as he was working on all of this is that because because he knew his symptoms were as a result of the detox, he was able to, quote-unquote, tough it out with some support. But it's important to understand why you don't feel well at times. And the other thing that was really interesting there is that it wasn't just copper. Like you mentioned before with your lead coming out, he also had other things come out, things that you wouldn't expect like nickel, uh, chromium dumped out in a very large amount, and even iron dumped out in a large amount. So it took this guy about three years to fully detoxify the body, and he had his ups and downs, but he got there in the end because he stuck it out, and most importantly, he was measuring and monitoring with the hair tissue mineral analysis, and that's what made the difference. So that was one example that comes to mind. Okay, so let me hit a couple of things that you said there. Um, right at the end, you said measuring and monitoring with the hair analysis. Yeah. So it's always important when we have clients 
for them to stay in contact with their practitioner and make sure they're getting their retests done. Um, usually I, I um, ask my clients to get a retest done, um, you know, depending on their budget. I want them to get it done every three to six months. Is that right around your time frame or? Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. You certainly cannot be recommending a nutritional supplement program for people if you're going over six months. It's just not, not accurate enough and it's irresponsible. We, we need to remember that if we're going to recognize and acknowledge that supplements can do good things for people, and they can and they do, we have to acknowledge the reverse, which is that the wrong supplements can create problems. So absolutely, we need to be measuring at the most every six months and sometimes it can be as little as even two months if someone's in a very fragile state or if they're transitioning from one pattern to another. The retests are absolutely critical, Daniel. Right, exactly. And oftentimes people will, they will stop doing the program because they will start feeling so bad. But they're feeling so bad because oftentimes their biochemistry has changed or their oxidation rate has changed. Therefore, their supplements need to change, and the diet needs to change slightly. So that's when these retests are very, very important. And that's that's something that we have to, um, all of the clients, and I know Dr. Wilson, he's been speaking about that lately, letting all of the practitioners know, hey, if, the, if our clients are feeling bad, they shouldn't be feeling bad for too long. If they're feeling bad for too long, then there's probably a change in biochemistry, and we need to, you know, reassess the uh, supplements that we're giving them. Would you agree with that? I, I fully do. I fully agree with that. And I'd add one extra thought. As practitioners, we need to preempt that. And by preempted, I mean you need to tell people what to expect ahead of time. If you don't tell them that that is a possible you know, healing reaction they could have, and they have that, they can very easily jump to the assumption that this program is bad and it's, and it's harming them, not helping them. So we need to be very clear in our communication, and, and that's where the practitioners need to preempt these things so that they make sure people understand what to expect as they go along. A very, very important thing I've learned over the years. Okay, so in saying that, um, let's use your client for example. What were some of his um, healing reactions that he was going through? Because we know before he started, he had lots of anxiety and fatigue now, as he started to heal, I guess he started to feel better, but then he would relapse into some healing reactions. What are some of the common healing reactions? And kind of, you know, what is a healing reaction first? And then what are some of the common healing reactions that you see in, uh, in your clients? Yeah. The best way I can explain a healing reaction is to think about the effect of this copper that I was explaining. So if the copper was stored in his brain and wasn't circulating, he was feeling the effects of the brain, but that was about it. When you start to liberate it and get this, this copper coming out of the system, it starts flowing through the blood. And as it's flowing through the blood, it's touching the different tissues and cells, so you get different symptoms. And some of the more common ones with copper are things like rashes. It's probably one of the more common. Um, panic attacks you can start to see, or social phobias you can start to see. Those are some of the symptoms that you'll see with copper, but you get different symptoms with different toxins. Lead has a predisposition to a little bit more sort of um, aggressive behavior. So you'll often see very angry people at times, and they don't understand why they're angry. So you get different symptoms from different toxins, but the healing reactions, that's, that's essentially what they are. 
Yes, absolutely. I can definitely agree with that, you know, because what people don't realize is these different um, metals and chemicals, they have certain properties that will cause you to think and act certain ways. So I would, absolutely. when I was, when I was dumping lead, uh, I knew about lead. So, you know, that's why I wasn't surprised, but I found myself getting angry and just having angry thoughts. You know, I would even think about people that have, you know, bothered me and done things to me years ago and I would get angry about it and I'm like, okay, I got to remember I'm dumping lead. So this is flowing yep. through my system, get it out of there. And, you know, as it lowers, as it lowers, I get back to more of a normal thought patterns and, you know, I, I work through it as opposed to somebody not understanding that and allowing themselves to go off and, you know, curse people out or, you know, do things that they will regret later. So it's very, very important to uh, let our clients know all of these things. And so the now, experience of the practitioner mm-hmm. becomes critical. The, the practitioner yes. needs to be able to properly reassure a person that everything is okay and you just have to work through it. And they need to know how hard to push someone and when to back off and give the body a rest. Absolutely. Okay. Great, great. So now when we are, um, when we have an infrared sauna, near infrared sauna, we talk about the lights. Now, where are the best, uh, where do we shine the lights on our body? Um, how do we go about a, a process of a sauna session? How long should it be and where do we shine the lights? So as far as where, typically when we're, we're talking about getting a lot of the benefits here, a lot of it happens through the torso. That's where all the main organs of, of primary function are is, is through that torso area. So you'll primarily shine the lights from essentially the chin right through if you're sitting down to about the waist. That's not to say that you can't temporarily target other areas. You certainly can shine them down towards the legs for short periods of time up towards the head. But you're going to target the torso, and in a near-infrared sauna, you're also going to rotate. So you'll want to have the light shining on the front for a period of time, also on the back to start shunting the blood, moving, moving, moving the nutrients through so you get a couple of different benefits that way. So that's where you would shine the light. What was the second part to your question, Daniel? Uh, what is the uh, good time frame to stay in a sauna? That is highly individual. Now, if you've got a person who's extremely fatigued and, and burnt out, Honestly, they may not even be able to use the sauna, or if they can, only for maybe three to five minutes at a time. And that's okay, because you're still going to get some of the benefits of the red light without the heat benefit. So some people have to start very, very slow, because they're so fatigued and, and everything affects them. But for an average person, I would suggest anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes to start. And you do that for a period of time to make sure that you're not going to react in any adverse sort of way, a week or two, whatever it is. And then for a person, again, depending on their hair mineral analysis patterns, some patterns you don't want to go longer, but other patterns are fine. You can go upwards of about 30 minutes, some people 40 minutes, but that's where most people will stay, is around about that 30-minute mark once per day or every other day. That's what I would say would be average. Then, and you'd have to consult with your practitioner on whether this is appropriate because you can't give blanket advice. Um, 
Currently, I use my sauna about twice a day for about 30 minutes each session, once in the morning and once in the evening. But my vitality, my health, my monitoring, and my awareness of making sure I'm not getting dehydrated or losing electrolytes is very high. So anywhere from like five minutes to an hour a day is, is really the amount of time you can spend in the sauna. Okay. And uh, what are the uh, age ranges? How young can a person start using a sauna? Yeah, small children don't respond very well to the sauna. They can overheat quite easily. So the cutoff age is about six. Even at six, they need to be monitored and supervised that they're not going to do something silly in the sauna. It's not a play place. Those lights are very hot. If they start trying to let curiosity get the better of them, they can do something silly sometimes, try to touch them, whatever it is, even if they're properly protected with a burn guard. So about six supervised is the minimum age for a sauna, and that's for shorter periods of time, again, not the longer periods. Okay. And have you seen um, younger people uh, respond well, you know, teenagers and, you know, 12-year-olds? Have you, have you seen some of the same effects that you've seen in the adults? You do. You really do. And, and if anything, the, the speed of life, the busyness of life, the social media stuff that goes on for, for you know, pre-teenagers and teenagers is absolutely insane. These kids, more than ever, right, toxicity loads, everything, they need the benefit of the relaxing, healing components of a sauna. It's a little bit of downtime where they're not doing these sorts of things. It's, it's actually a really important aspect for, for, for younger teenagers and kids, and the results they get are usually quicker than for adults who have more chronic problems, deep-seated problems, and more layers of adaptation to work their way through. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I always tell the story of my son. I put him on the Nutritional Balancing Program. Uh, I think he was about three years old, um, and he was born with sickle cell anemia, and I mean, with with it is is amazing. Within months, within just maybe one or two months, he was a completely different person. I mean, as healthy as yeah. a horse. And you know, it's amazing. This is the reason why we I I teach to start nutritional balancing as early as possible with your children, and and as early as possible with yourself as an adult. Because the younger you are, the easier it is to detoxify and get out of the rut that you've been in. You know, as you as we've gone through society, you know? Absolutely. And I, and I would add, when you mentioned that about, about your son at a younger age, I was referring to the full sauna of like the three or the four lamps, the 750 to 1,000 watts of heat. They wouldn't do that before age six. But for the younger kids, they can certainly get the benefits of the near-infrared, the red light, and some of the heat by using single lamp therapy, where you take a single lamp, shine that on the abdomen area, the back, you know, various areas like that. That's uh-huh. very, very helpful for young children. Okay, awesome. All right, so are you ready to close up here? Um, give us uh, some more of your information. You just let us know your website or anything else you have going on um, anytime soon, any events uh, that you want to let our audience know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've, you've mentioned the one website, the lifestyleintegration.com.au website. The near-infrared sauna website that we run, that's www nirsauna.com.au and 
that there you'll find all kinds of information. I, I run a fairly significant YouTube channel and put all kinds of information up on the saunas on that website. That'll be helpful for your audience. And as well, we're just starting to ship these units not only in Australia, but we are starting to now ship them to the U.S. So that's an option for your audience as well. And because your dollar goes about 30% further than ours, it might be an option for some people. And the other okay. thing, Daniel, I'd say is I've also written a book called The Speed Trap, and it talks a lot about what we've just spoken about today. If people are interested in that, they can certainly email me and, uh, and uh, get some more information that way. Okay, well, awesome. That's very good. Thank you very much, Dr. Lizon, for being on this show. And I appreciate all of your help. We've covered a lot of topics and got a lot of wisdom today. So I appreciate you coming on. You're very welcome. I could actually talk your ear off on some more of the benefits for at least another half hour to an hour. So you're right. We've only touched the surface, but it's a great introduction. And and I think people can look into it and learn more and more as they go. Okay, excellent. Well, we'll have you back on. All right. uh, we'll, We'll see you guys next week on Healing Treasures of Wisdom. Thank you for listening this week to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. Please join your host, Daniel Solomon, again next Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. 